Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Blazing Defender Report. On the report today, I'm going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok and The Last Jedi trailers. I'm going to give you a little bit of insight of what I've seen from the trailers from a comic book nerd perspective. Plus, I'll be reviewing some of the new comic books from the past week, including Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman, Detective Comics, and Seven to Eternity. Some really good stuff, guys. If you want to hear my take on it, please stay tuned and keep listening. And please, please visit the Giant Size Team Up Network for more shows like this one. Better shows, unless it's Chris Wisdom show. Don't listen to that one. It sucks. Thanks for listening, guys. On with the show. And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. And welcome, everyone, to another, I know, I can't believe it either, episode of The Blazing Defender Report. I am your host. The blazing defender himself. What's going on, everybody? Happy freaking Easter. Can I say that? I don't even know if I should say it like that or not. Look at my pagan ass. When I uh, when I was greeting the Facebook uh, viewers, I didn't even say happy Easter. Like, you know, me and my wife, we went to the gym today. We played with our dog. We walked our dog. We went and had some lunch. It was a normal day for us. Uh, some of y'all probably find that pretty fucking sad. Uh, but actually, it was a pretty nice day. But, um, yeah, so it's Easter. Happy Easter, everybody that celebrates that. Um, no, no, no judgment here. No judgment here at all in a report, I promise you. But welcome to the show. I promise. I had to promise my Facebook viewers, Facebook Live viewers, no one will be murdered on the show today on Facebook Live. Nobody. I'm sorry. If you have not heard, there is a guy in, in uh, Cleveland, I believe, that just killed somebody on Facebook Live uh, I'm actually kind of shocked we're just now hearing about that. Didn't they do a movie like that a couple years ago where s- people were getting killed on the internet live? I don't know. But um, no one be killed here. Uh, the only thing we're going to kill is fucking nerd topics, baby. Oh, God. Kill that joke. Uh, edit that, please, Mike. Okay. Uh, on with the show. Uh, guys, if I could please ask a favor of you, if you do have iTunes, either on your home PC or your iPhone, if you could go and leave me a five-star review on, on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Really helps my numbers when I go looking for sponsorship and stuff like that. I really hate begging for it. Uh, and if I'm begging, then fucking don't give it to me because no one likes a fucking beggar. But if you do listen to the show and you would like to support me and you think I deserve five-star review, please go there. Give me a five-star review. It really, really helps me in getting sponsorship uh, so I can buy some new stuff for the, for the, for the room, for the show. Um, upgrade my equipment a little bit. It'd be really nice. Um, but I really appreciate that. Please go to the giant size team up network.com. Uh, check out all the shows that we have in there. We have Pokemon go. We have booze on phasers. We have botched and no, it's not about Hollywood plastic surgery nightmares. It is not. It's so much better than that. And that was a good fucking show, by the way. So that's a huge compliment to the botched guys. No, those guys are really doing something cool over there. Breaking the panel, which steals all their ideas from us, which in turn, the DC on screen guys have to tell us, well, you're stupid because that shit came out five months before the movie did. So you didn't call anything, which I really appreciate them policing the Giants has team up network. That's really good, guys. Thanks a lot for that. 
And um, dude, we're I'm I'm fucking I'm amped. I've been drinking my Black Rifle coffee, caffeinated as motherfuck. That's what I got now. Uh, before that was Beyond Black, which is my favorite coffee of all fucking time. I've had co- great coffee in Hawaii. I've had great coffee in the Dominican. The Dominican coffee is really fucking good uh, if you get it really fresh. This shit, Beyond Black, is like my favorite coffee of all time. But caffeinated as fuck right now because I'm almost out of Beyond Black. I'm savoring it till I get my next bag. Join their coffee club. They're trying to hire 10,000 veterans. I really want to help promote that goal. I think that's a, a fantastic goal. They're a small company right now. They're kind of blowing up. Get on board now, people. Black Rifle Coffee, it's fucking amazing. And those guys make some funny fucking videos. I'm not going to lie. Those guys, they're, they're fantastic. They also have a short film. And I don't know how short it is. I think it's like an hour and a half, so it's not too fucking short. But they have a film on iTunes. Go check that out, too. Uh, but, dude. I'm amped, even without the Black Rifle caffeinated as fuck. I'm amped. I'm talking. This movie, I have uh, Thor, or I'm sorry, Captain America 3, Civil War, was going to be like, I don't know, my nerd nirvana. It was going to be like my all-time greatest film, and it was. It was fucking amazing. Everybody ever see it agrees to that, right? Just shit that you never thought you'd get to see on a big screen you're seeing. And it's Cap, like one of my favorites. Come on, man. This movie, Thor Ragnarok, as soon as I started hearing the early concept of it, basically a Thor Hulk buddy movie where they're fighting in a gladiatorial arena, I lost my shit. I mean, I literally lost my shit. Uh, Now the trailer has dropped, and I couldn't be fucking happier. Jane's gun... The director of Guardians of the Galaxy teased a few weeks ago that this is the best Marvel trailer to date. Um, I Man, it's, it's close. Marvel does such great trailers. That's really hard. But I know how excited I was to watch it. Now, what I'm going to do now um, is I'm going to pull the Ragnarok trailer up. Now, this is what I'm not going to do because it's on my fucking nerves. Everybody's doing it. I think it's retarded. Uh, I shouldn't say that, should I? Okay, we'll try to be a little more politically correct here. Uh, I, I, I think it's Chris Wisdomed. It's so Chris Wisdomed. Uh, I'm going to sit here and watch a trailer. You're going to watch me watching a trailer. And I'm, if, I'm, if I'm talking during the trailer, I'm probably missing something, right? You don't go to the fucking movies and talk. So now you're going to say, hey, Blazing Defender, you fucker. I seen you do a Civil War reaction trailer, and you're right, I did, because I'd worked the night before, I didn't get to see it the day it dropped, I woke up that morning and literally watched the trailer for the first time online, and then I kind of went over it, so that was a little different, now people are watching the trailer a hundred times, and then they're doing a reaction video, I think you know who I'm talking about, if you watch this show, you know I have an arch nemesis which easy for me to say, right? That he just did that, and I swear to God, I want to fucking go through my iPhone somehow, ride a digital fucking wave of something, and fucking just punch him in his mouth as hard as I could because he's so fucking stupid. Anyway, I'm not going to do that because I've seen this fucking trailer. There's going to be no reaction. Uh, There might be because I get pretty fucking amped every time I watch it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the trailer and we're going to break it down because I've seen some things in this trailer that um, 
And now, granted, I've seen none of this stuff online. I kind of stay away from that until closer to the movie when more things come out. Because a lot of it's just speculation, right? But I'm going to give you my fucking speculation on it. So, therefore, I'm going to play the trailer now, and we're going to go through it. Okay? Now, as the trailer opens, Thor is dropped in chains down into what looks to be like Oh God, I'm gonna fucking butcher this. Uh, Mustafalin? That's not fucking right. God, I sound like Charles McFall now when I do that. But anyway, the home of Surtur. Let's just say that it's kind of a a hellish looking area. It's got cracked lava everywhere. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the trailer. So I'm thinking, okay, uh, we're going to see Surtur somewhere in this uh, film. I really hope we do. I don't know if he's working with hell or not, but I'm jumping the gun. Here we go. So now we get to see our first glimpse of Kate Blank. Well, I, I say first glimpse, not full body glimpse. You're going up the legs and to the hips and to the little waist. I'm going to say this right now. I never in a million years thought I would say Kate, Kate Blanchett is hot. She's super hot in this. Uh, I actually had to Google how old she was because I thought she was like 60. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's probably pretty Chris wisdom of me to say that. But uh, I thought she was 60, at least in her 50s. She looks phenomenal. And the whole goth thing she's got going on, really, really cool. Uh, she evidently got in hella shape. See what I did there? See what I did there? Caffeinate as fuck, yo. Makes your jokes better. Trust me. Uh, but no, really, you don't get to see her full body yet because she's about to do something fucking extraordinary. Something we've never seen in the DCU before. Oh my God, it's so fucking awesome. Okay, and as she's, he throws Mjolnir at her, she catches it with one hand like it ain't shit. She's kind of looking at him like, really, bitch? Is that all you got? And then in the background, you hear the slow, steady, escalating rum of Led Zeppelin's immigrant song, which is about Vikings searching for new lands, calling out the hammer of the gods. No shit. Google that shit. I had to Google that shit. I did not know that. Uh, I'm old, but I'm not that fucking old where I grew up with Zeppelin. think they're fucking fantastic. And this song and this trailer is, is, is double that. So she fucking crushes Mjolnir two pieces. It falls to the ground. Now, my question to you is, if Mjolnir is shattered into pieces, can you pick up the pieces? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I think it's stupid anyway. But I've seen that online somewhere. Maybe on Twitter someone asked that. And I was like, well, that's pretty fucking funny, even though it is stupid. So anyway, we got the Marvel Studio logo. Oh my God. And then you get this magnificent look of Hela straight out of the comic books, man. She's got this thorny antlered headdress on. So straight out of the comic books is a, a iconic image of her. And she's just kind of sitting there looking all hot and shit. With this thorny ass helmet on. Now, if this is the only time I see her in this helmet, that's fine. 
this, like, again, it's not a practical helmet. Like, you, I don't know, maybe you could fight in it, but it's probably kind of awkward. Uh, you really don't want to punch the bitch in it because you'll have to get a fucking thorn in your hand. But I just, I don't know. Uh, if, if, the, if she is in it more than this, that's fine. My point being is, like, with the Iron Fist show, there had to have been some way to incorporate some type of beginning uniform for him. Whether he's just trying to hide his face and he makes like a slight ninja mask and wraps a rag around his fucking head, cuts the eyes out. I don't know. They could have did fucking something. They did it for Luke Cage and they even made it a joke, but we still got the tiara on his head. It can be fucking done. Okay. And like I said, we got this one image. That's all I really need. Pays homage to the comic book character from which she came. Fantastic. It looks beautiful. Then we see Asgard. She's standing in front of all the warriors of Asgard. And they're like, you know, they got their swords out and they got their shields down looking all fucking Spartanish. And now they're coming towards her. And then our next shot is just, it looks just like hellfire going all through fucking Asgard. I mean, it's pouring through. They're fucked. I mean, she's evidently destroying Asgard in this movie. Thor Thor obviously is there, and it looks like the fire's kind of like flying over him. You know, like, I guess his hair's badass too because his shit don't even catch fire. Then he falls to what we assume is Scar, the plant Scar. Now, some of you are going to go, how the fuck do you know that? Well... If you're a comic book nerd, like I am, obviously, there was a uh, a Hulk story a few years ago that was called Planet Hulk. Uh, it was fan-fucking-tastic. I don't know. I think, actually, it got kind of beat up on by the critics. Uh, say this all was stupid. I fucking loved it. It was Hulk being pissed off about, uh, well, I take that back. That was World War Hulk. Uh, Planet Hulk was when Tony Stark... Doctor Strange, uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther, the guy, the members of the Illuminati decided to shoot Hulk away from Earth and into outer space. His his ship was on a trajectory to reach a planet of like it was a beautiful planet. It had it had it had wildlife, but it didn't have people. And they thought the Hulk could go there and live out the rest of his days in peace, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be hunted. He would be in no danger of hurting anybody. And they thought they were actually doing him a favor. Well, his ship gets bounced off course and he lands on a gladiatorial world called Scar. Okay, but there was a prophecy. I'm not going to tell you the whole fucking story. But basically, the Hulk had to fight his way to freedom from a despot leader that led the world Scar. He ended up getting a bunch of followers. The Hulk did, mind you, and ended up taking over, uh, the taking the, liberated the world from this dictator. Then he come back to Earth, and it was motherfucking payback time. That was a story called World War Hulk, which I loved also. So, uh, in saying that, that's kind of the premise of this movie. So that is Scar that Thor just landed on. And we see these people, uh, they look like, and like he's, he's standing up and you can see these spaceships and shit in the background. It looks very Guardians-like. And then like he, you know, he's walking up and he's like, hi there. Uh, this director, 
his name escapes me now. It's 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 an odd name, uh, and you guys know how fucking great I am with uh, enunciations and names. But um, he's he's um, he's comes from a comedic background, so he's he's very good at humor. Um, now, this one thing I will tell you about this trailer is because I've seen it before. This is not a fucking reaction trailer or a reaction video. Um, he, I hope that. I love the funny. I think the funny in this trailer is fantastic. And we could even have some more of it because it's just a fucking trailer. It's going to be a two hour, two hour plus movie. So there could be more humor, of course. But I'm hoping this, it's Ragnarok. It is the end of fucking days uh, for the Asgardians, for all gods. So it needs to have a dark tone. But it, it, there should be a balance of darkness and humor or you're just going to get a really dark movie that may not be as entertaining. So, you know, Thor walks up and he's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, because I'm fucking Thor. I'm, I'm a good-looking badass. And then, boom, he's hit with a fucking uh, electric web that just sends him down. Now, you got to remember, Thor doesn't have Mjolnir anymore. So, he's not as badass as he normally is. And then we see our first look at Valkyrie. Valkyrie is dragging Thor away in that net. Now, my question when I seen this was, Valkyrie, wait a minute, she's, uh, she's the As an Asgardian that takes fallen Asgardians into Valhalla. So, what is she doing? Well, later in the trailer, I'll get to that, because we see some instances where might tell us a story on why she's doing what she's doing now. But, um, yeah, she's, she looks uh, fucking fantastic, I think. Um, let's see. I think I thought I had something down there. Uh, we find out that she is working with, uh, the grand master. Now, who is the grandmaster? Some of you will not know who the grandmaster is. And that's perfectly old fucking K because that's what I'm here for, baby girl. I'm here to let you know who the grandmaster is. The grandmaster is an elder of the universe, much like the collector is in guardians of the galaxy. These are insanely powerful guys in the comic books. We really didn't see that in Guardians. I was a little disappointed in that because, you know, when the when Infinity Stone blew up, you know, it kind of put the collector down. Now, maybe he was in more of the blast. I don't know. But they're very, very ins insanely, like almost like godlike uh, god powers. So the Grandmaster is who we, we think the Valkyrie is working for. It's like some type of bounty hunter or something. She's going out and getting gladiators to fight in this arena. But let's on with the trailer. Okay, perfect. Perfect timing. Uh, I was just talking about the, the Valkyrie. It looks like the Valkyrie are in some type of battle with Hela. Now, I will tell you this. In the comic books, Hela is uh, always trying to take over the Valkyries and Valhalla. Not so much take over the Valkyries, but take over Valhalla. So, I mean, she's in hell. So she kind of wants all that rim. She kind of wants it all, but, you know, she's like, ah, fuck it, I'll take this. So it looks like the Valkyries may have fallen because you see a Valkyrie falling. It, you know, we may get like some type of flashback. Now, normally, Marvel don't do flashbacks. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Star Wars. Well, Marvel will do a flashback, probably, to explain that to us. Maybe the movie opens like that. I don't know. But now this is what I, this is a this is something that I see. And only because if you watch the show, you know what a fucking huge fan I am of Jason Aaron 
and um, uh, his comic books. And one of my favorite comic books of all time is Thor the God Butcher. And there's a villain in that. His name is Gore. Now, why the fuck are you bringing that up? I'm going to tell you why. There is a shot, and I, I wish I could show it to you right now. Uh, it's right when the Valkyries fall. And Hela has this sword, and she's kind of like throwing it up. It looks a lot like the Necro sword that Gore uses in The God Butcher. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks a hell of a lot like it. And I thought, nah, that ain't it. That'd be awesome if it was. Well, now, later in this trailer, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you something else that kind of made me go, oh, fuck, I think it is. I think it is. So she's throwing this sword. Now, Gore, he killed thousands of gods that was his goal was to kill all the gods the source of his power was this necro sword the necro sword was prob it, it was more powerful than uh mjolnir so take that for what it's fucking worth now how did she get it i don't know uh and we don't even know if that's it or not this is just me spitballing okay um but now she's kind of throwing the sword up in the air it looks really fucking cool the Valkyries fall. We see some spaceships. Thor getting dragged off United Airlines. No, I'm just kidding. I, but I, everybody had to have seen that meme uh, where you know Thor's getting drugged and people are like, you know, who could best the mighty Thor? United Airlines. You know, it was pretty fucking funny. Now, now we see Thor. He's shackled. He's in, obviously, this arena. We see gladiators around him. And they're cutting his hair. Now, when uh, all the rumor mill and stuff had started about Thor uh, in this movie, one of the things I'd heard was his head was going to be shaved into a mohawk. And I lost my shit. I was like, oh my God, please let that fucking happen. It'd be so bad. Thor with fucking face paint on and a fucking mohawk. But he didn't have the mohawk, obviously. But it would still have been a cool idea. But they are shaving his head. So, so then we see the Grandmaster who is sitting beside Valkyrie and he says, so who do we have here today? And so obviously they're in league. And then she says, a contender. She knows who Thor is. She knows how badass he is. I'm not sure of her motivation behind this. And this is a feeling that I have. She's going to find out that Hela is responsible for the destruction of Asgard, if she don't already know. And that the reason Thor is there is because of her. So I'm thinking that, you know, they're going to join forces somehow, and she's going to try to get revenge on Hela for destroying the Valkyries. Okay, here it is. Uh, we've all been wanting to see Hemdall in a much bad ass role um i think we're going to get that in, in this in this movie there's a scene where he takes his sword and he slices the face open on a creature this creature is black and he's kind of thorny kind of like hella is um and that was one of the powers of the necro sword it could summons these black minions that basically they could kill you and you could, they were pretty easy to kill, but they were legion. There were thousands of them. Um, Gore used them to attack Thor all the time and bring Thor down. And this creature kind of looks like that. So when I seen him, the all fucking, I had to rewind it. I'm like, holy shit, that looks like a, a Gore minion. 
So Necro Sword, I'm thinking. But it's so cool to see him doll. Oh, and another thing is when he when he cuts him and you see the creature turn and like his face disintegrates, it's almost like shattering. And that's kind of what they did in, in God Butcher, uh, the, the Necro Sword minions. So we'll see. Okay. Then we get our first look at Carl Urban's Scourge character. Scourge was normally the bodyguard of the Enchantress, but he's in this movie. I don't know if he's in League with Hela. I don't know if he's a gladiator, a gladiator on Scar, and maybe he's helping Thor bust loose. I doubt it, but um, I'm really, really, really hoping for a Hemdall Scourge fight. How dope would that be? Um, you know, kind of two C-listers really getting in there and fucking, you know, Marvel could really give us something fantastic. Then we get more of Hela fighting as Guardians. She's doing like this fucking crazy flip. It's pretty cool looking. And then we see Loki. And it looks to be like Loki is helping maybe get Thor out of Scar. Uh, because he's like, you know, he's doing. They're doing the slow motion with the flipping of the knives, which is really cool. Loki's like my favorite Marvel villain, which isn't saying a lot, right? But I think Loki is fantastic. Uh, Hella may be my new Marvel villain after this movie, but it looks like in a minute we're going to see Game Master, or I'm sorry, Grandmaster and um, Loki sitting on a couch together in, at the gladiatorial arena watching Thor. So I'm thinking that Loki's there to get Thor back. And you can see in the background, they're on Scar. So I bet Loki's, you know, but we it's Loki, man. So who the fuck knows what's going on in his head? It's main event time. Main event time. And we get our look at Thor. He's got a sword. He's got this war paint down his face. His hair's cut. His beard's trimmed. I wish they hadn't have trimmed his beard so much, but still looks fantastic. It looks like a great homage to Planet Hulk and the armor and the decor that they use in the arena. And then, you know, the main event. And then we finally get Thor fighting in the helmet. And even though it's like a Space Age helmet, but it's a winged helmet, kind of like this one right here. And But it's so cool because it shits down here and he goes like this and it kind of, it looks, it's fucking dope, man. This movie, I swear, it gets me so fucking excited. He's standing there, all badass, getting ready. And then the fucking Hulk. The fucking Hulk comes out. He don't even wait for the door to open, dude. It's little things like this. If you're a young movie director, it's little shit like that. Yeah, would it have been just as awesome? Because this is the first time we've seen the Hulk since Age of Ultron. When the doors open and then he comes out of the shadow, yeah, it would have been awesome too. But you know what even made it fucking extraordinary is when the doors are just open and he fucking just busts out because that's what the fucking Hulk would do. And then Thor's reaction is fucking classic. Classic. This is where the humor comes in because from from the point of the video till he got hit with the, the taser uh, taser net, to now, it's been pretty grim, shows a lot of violence, uh, a lot of bad shit. And then you've got this in Thor's reaction. Yes! And everybody's like, what the fuck? The Grandmaster's like, 
what? And it's great because I have it paused right now, and I'm looking at Loki. Loki has his hand on his mouth, and you can, uh, you know, Hiddleston's kind of got that half smile all the time anyway, so I'm not sure if he's fucking smiling or not, but it's classic mischievous Loki right now because Loki knows. He may have known this whole time. You know, we don't know because we're just now seeing it, but Loki's like, yeah, I know that motherfucker. He kicked my ass. Now, you know, we know each other. He's a friend from work. You've all heard the line. It's classic. It's great. It's funny. And then, you know, you get this look on Hulk's face. Hulk don't give a fuck. Now. And then, you know, Thor's like, oh, come on. So, and then you've got the classic them clashing towards each other. Now, you know, what is Hulk's motivation here? He Does he recognize Thor? I don't know. Is he mind controlled by Thor? I don't know. Um, you know, does he care? You know, he, he smacked Thor around quite a bit in uh, the Avengers. So, you know, and Hulk just likes to brawl. So maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We'll all see. We know that they're going to team it up at the end anyway. Like any great comic book fight between two heroes, they're going to fight for a couple pages and then they're going to realize there's a bigger bad that they got to take care of. So it looks fucking amazing. The whole retro lettering and everything with the title it's just oh my god it's fucking fantastic um i it's it's going to be it has the potential for me to be my favorite marvel movie and the reason i say that is i love thor this is what i always say if if i'm talking about myself captain america and thor are my two favorites love batman too okay but in marvel you it's cap thor easily i strive to be cap that's what I always try myself. Like, stay stay true to your values. Always do what's right. Try to do what's right. It's hard to fucking do if you've ever tried to do that. Uh, I'm a way more Thor. Like, Thor is who I fucking am. Like, drink, fight, fuck. Uh, I'm saying that quietly because I think my wife's downstairs. But that's that's just me. That's how I've always been. Uh, you know, I'm a firefighter. I, I don't, um, I kind of look for adventure. Uh, I want to try new things. I'm, you know, if I die, I die. I'm not really scared. You know, I don't want to die, obviously, but, you know, I, 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 I seek out adventures because that, I feel like that's life that's living to me. So, uh, but anyway, I love me some fucking Thor. Chris Helmsworth, to me, is along the same kind of casting as uh, Hugh Jackman was with Wolverine. So I think he's perfect. He's got the look. He's got the muscularity, the way he talks. His act. I think Helms was a fantastic fucking actor. So this movie for me is fucking huge. I cannot tell you how huge it is. And it comes out on my anniversary, November 3rd, which I hope my wife really wants to go and make me happy on my anniversary. I'm going to try to see it the night before, to be honest. So uh, I'm trying to see if I have any other notes um about that movie i mean i loved it uh i love the trailer love 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 the trailer so and i think that's about it that's about all i got for it so hope that was enough if you've seen something in the trailer or you disagree with me let me know on uh blazingdefenderreport.com on twitter instagram i don't give a fuck hit me up let me know what you thought about the thor ragnarok trailer uh, and if I think it's cool and newsworthy, I'll tell you on the show. I'll say it on the show, and I'll give you a shout-out. How about that? How about them apples? 
All right. Now, the big trailer that dropped this week is, of course, yep, you guessed it, The Last Jedi. Now, there's been some speculation on what the fuck that means. Is The Last Jedi, um, is it plural? Is it singular? Well, we got an answer this week. Um, it is singular. So, there's, there's that. There's that mystery solved. When, because uh, I originally, on the show, I had said that I, I thought, I felt like it was, uh, it was plural. It was also plural. And I think maybe you can use it both ways. But the director has come out and said for, the, for this movie, it is singular. So, we know that. All right, let's just get on with the trailer. Again, I've seen this before. I'm not going to do a reaction and go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, what's she doing? Oh, it's a lightsaber. Oh, shit. I'm not going to do that. That's fucking stupid. Um, but I am going to tell you what I'm seeing and what I think is happening. What's really cool about the beginning of this trailer is, now, let me say this, and I can get you mad at me immediately. I was a little underwhelmed by the entire trailer of The Last Jedi, and I'll tell you why. The trailer game is a list right now. Like, it is top-notch, motherfucking Black Rifle Coffee good uh, trailers right now. It's like, if you ain't got a good trailer, there's a big chance a lot of motherfuckers won't see your movie. If you've got a great trailer, whether this guy wants to go see your movie or not, if he sees your trailer and it's good enough, he's going to go see your movie. That's how good the trailers have gotten, especially with DC, Marvel, John Wick. I mean, just great, great trailers that really get you excited for the movie. Star Wars, because it's Star Wars, they don't have to do that. Because people, they know they can put out some bullshit and guys like you and me are going to go through it with a fine-tooth comb, come up with conspiracy theory, uh, movie theory. We're going to try everything to decrypt and see what they fucked up and showed us accidentally, which they ain't doing that, okay? Uh, they're not accidentally showing us anything. They know exactly what they're showing us, and they want that, but I feel like they don't show us enough to get us amped. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, I am, but I'm way more excited for Thor Ragnarok than I am this. Now, as going through this and kind of trying to look at it and trying to piece things together, I'm very, very fucking excited. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking Star Wars. Why wouldn't I be? But the opening of this trailer is very cool because it looks like space. And you've got the classic score by Star Wars. It's that fucking music, man. It sounds great. Now, okay. Well, it's not space. It's a fucking rock. And you've got Ray, who's, you know... This this is going to sound fucking awful, but I got to tell you because I cracked up when I thought about it. Like, you know how people like cut shit and do like crazy stuff with, with movie trailers and scenes of movies and all that? I picture like, <laughs> this sounds so gay, but I think it's funny. Like, you know, this huge dick flopping out. Like, like this, this big old baby arm holding an apple and then you cut to Ray falling down, like, out of breath. Like, holy shit, what I just see? You know what I mean? I know. It's fucking terrible, but that's how my fucking mind works. I'm sorry. But, okay, now the professional Star Wars fan in me says, hmm, something just happened. Either the bitch just drowned and came back, or 
uh, she had some type of force dream. Because, you know, she kind of acted like that when she had her force dream the first time uh, in uh, Force Awakens. So maybe that, I don't know. That's a total fucking speculation. So then you get the Lucasfilms, LTD logo. And then we're going to get into it. And you've got uh, the the home of where Luke is. Uh, it's actually shot in Ireland. I'm not sure the planet's name. It's not Jetta, I know, but uh, you've got a great aerial view. You've got her looking through the ocean. You know, okay, yeah, we got nothing yet. Now then, you hear Luke's voice in the background saying, breathe, reach out. Okay, so he's saying all that stuff, okay? And then her hand is on the ground, and you see the rocks coming up. Almost like when Neo, right before, like in the Matrix, when Neo takes off, and right before he blasts off, you see the dirt and stuff come off the ground, which is a fucking awesome effect, by the way. Black screen. Again, black screen. See, this is kind of shit I don't like. And then, obviously, it's, 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 it's Leia in front of some type of star map, okay, at a rebel base, I'm assuming. Then we get a shot of a smoldering Kylo Ren helmet. Now, at first, I thought this could have been the remnants of the Darth Vader helmet. But upon further inspection of it, I can see the silver uh, that was on the, the like the face plate, the mouth plate of Ren's mask. And it's smoldering. There's glass around it. It almost makes me think a lightsaber went to it. Now, uh, was he hit in the face with it? Or is he is is maybe Kylo coming out of from behind the mask? No, he's got that gnarly scar now, so he looks way better. Because please, please tell me this motherfucker don't take the mask off and not have that scar. Because he needs that fucking scar. He's way too pretty. And that hair and shit. You can't be no Sith Master with like, uh, you know, L'Oreal hair, dog. It just don't fucking work. So, you know, we've got that mask. It's laying there. It's smoldering. Glasses around it. It's a pretty cool image, actually. Uh, we zoom in on it. Now, black screen. Black screen. Okay. Now... The biggest moment in the trailer for me. And this is the first thing I said when I seen the trailer. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a weird looking tree. Or is it a cave wall? I don't know. And then there's this light on it. Okay. And I'm like, is that books? When the fuck has there ever been books in the Star Wars universe? Everything has been... Anything that's been read or wrote down, anything has been done digi digitally or with a holo holocron. So I'm really, these must be some old, 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 old motherfucking books. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think those books are because they've been referenced before. I have a book. It's called, uh, I meant to get it to show you the cover of it, but it's called um, the, the, the History of the Jedi. And it's like this fucking thick. Okay, it took me like three years to read it. I mean, I'll just read a few pages. I think it's got a lot of pictures and stuff in it too. But, uh, and one of the pictures is, is of a book called The Book of Wills. W-H-I-L-L-S. The Book of Wills. Now, this book was not by the Jedi Order. It was way before the Jedi from a, um, a Force-sensitive group 
Uh, I may I put that in my notes because I knew I'd fucking forget it if I didn't. Um, let's see the Book of Wills. The ancient order of wills, a force-connected group that predate the Jedi. So, uh, force-connected group. So they're not really Jedi. And I'll tell you what: where they did, they, there is some cinematic reference. And Chirrut and Bays, I think was his name from Rogue One, the uh, Donnie Lynn or Donnie Hugh character, uh, the bad dude with the blind guy uh, that wasn't Jedi, but he was pretty fucking close. They were part of a order of uh, the guardians of the wills. So, you know, it was a religious order. So there, there is some canon there is what I'm saying. So I don't know. Is this book that or is this some type of journal by Yoda? I don't really see him writing shit down, to be honest. Or maybe Obi-Wan. Now, from now, this is where you get the comic nerd perspective, okay? In the Star Wars comic book right now, which is canon, um, Luke is reading Obi-Wan's journal. In that journal, there is a story about young Yoda. Now, I say young Yoda, he was still pretty fucking old at this point, but he ends up going to this world that was force-sensitive. The whole world was force-sensitive, and it kind of changed the, the people around it. So it was a really cool story, but uh, didn't end well, by the way. But anyway... Uh, that is that was a a journal that was that was written down. So, you know, could that be this? And I think Luke found something in this journal is what leads to his uh, remark at the end. But we'll we'll get we'll get to more to that. Then on one of the books you have uh, the Republic uh, symbol, and I tell you, if you want to know what I'm talking about. You can go to this new poster, the new poster here, or the original Star Wars poster, you know, the painted posters where Luke's got the the lightsaber like this and you've got that flash and then it kind of goes up in the air. It's that symbol. Okay, and if you look at the new poster with Ray, it's very reminiscent of the original Star Wars poster. So now, another thing, this guy or whoever it is that's he's putting his hand on this symbol. He's, it's a gloved hand, a brown gloved hand. Now, Ray doesn't wear any gloves. I really don't know anybody that wears any gloves in the Star Wars universe other than Luke. And it is his right hand, and that's the hand he lost when he fought Vader. So now, is this Luke? Um, obviously, I think these books are Luke's, so it would make sense if that's Luke's hand. Black screen. Again, black fucking screen. Now we're getting a little scene of Ray doing some type of uh, laser beam, or I'm sorry, laser beam. Smack the shit out of me for that, please. Lightsaber kata, and you could see way up high is it, I assume it's Luke overlooking her training. Is is he training her? I don't know, because I have some theories on that too. This Christmas black screen, okay. Now we've got these, uh, some type of, of starship, some type of land speeder or something, and they've got this red smoke coming off the back of them. So now, from what we know at the panel at Star Wars Celebration, they said that these are from the, the native planet. These are aliens from that, well, I say aliens. These are from the native planet, and you can see as they're, as they're going forward, okay, then our, our next shot is of Finn. Okay, and Finn is still in some type of cryo chamber, some kind of stasis. 
we know he sustained injuries when he tried to fight Kylo and uh, Force Awakens. But we know he wakes up because we've seen some behind-the-scenes pictures with him and Carrie Fisher and, and, and some other people. So we know he wakes up in this show, but they're saying, hey, at this point, uh, Finn's still fucked up. Then we've got Poe uh, and BB-8 running towards the, his X-Wing. And then there's this explosion. Okay, and I feel like this may be the beginning of the First Order's attack on this rebel base. The reason I say that is because at Star Wars uh, Celebration panel, they said the First Order does something very, very dramatic in the very beginning of the film. Like maybe the opening scene that kind of sets the tone for the film. I don't know if that's what this is, but I would say it is, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. Okay, now we see the Millennium Falcon. Two X-Wings are fighting him. Or, I'm sorry, or two TIE Fighters are chasing him. Uh, he blows one up and two more chasing him. We see Ray; She's running with the lightsaber. And then we see Kylo. Kylo's got his, his cross, uh, you know, his broadsword uh, type of lightsaber out. And it looks like almost like his left arm's extended I don't know if maybe he's, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's using the force. I don't know if he's going to really fuck somebody up. I don't know. And you can start to see the scar over his eye. I was hoping it was going to be much worse because it looks a little faint here. Maybe it's the lighting, but that scar needs to be pretty fucking gnarly in my opinion. Uh, then you get the scene from Ray's flashback in Force Awakens where it's obviously Luke who's bent down, and he puts up the robotic hand on R2's head. Now we get another angle from behind them as he sees this building burn. Now, again, totally speculation on my part, but I would say this was Luke's uh, new Jedi Order that he was training. This was their base of operations, either a temple or something of that magnitude, some kind of camp. It's in fucking flames. Probably from when the First Order and Kylo killed all, all of his Jedi trainees, or his Padawans, I should say. So, and you could tell, you know, like, he's kind of devastated. It's kind of like, well, where the fuck were you at, man? What were you doing out on a run? What the fuck? But, you know, he's kind of, like, drops to his knees, and R2's beside him. So, and then, okay, this, a real, this is a real quick shot. I had to go back and find out who the fuck this was, because I'm like, okay, they lead you to believe that the next scene where you see flames and stuff, but this wasn't, this isn't a house. This is a, I think this is back to the rebel base. And in the middle, I'm almost dead positive that is Captain Phasma. I believe it's Phasma with some other uh, knights of the, of the First Order around her. I believe this is that attack on the rebel base still. But uh, it's, it's very, very fast. It's real smoky and there's a bunch of fire, so it's really hard to be sure. Then we see uh, some more starships. We see some X-Wings. see some ties fighting. Black screen. Okay. Now, this is, this is where we kind of got to listen here. Okay. Now, this is Luke. This is Luke. You're at a black screen, and you hear Luke say, it's time for the Jedi to end. And then there's like, there's a silhouette of him. He's got his hand on the cave. It's very ominous looking. And then they show you right when he says, to end. 
Then you get the Star Wars graphic. Okay. Um, all right. Who knows? Who the fuck knows what that means? Uh, this is my theory. If, if, if anything, it deals with that, that uh, book of wills. I believe that book and maybe some other books that he's found there, maybe Obi-Wan's journal's in there also. It could be. There was more than one book there. So maybe it is something to the fact that, I don't know, that maybe the Jedi teachings were wrong. Or, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But whatever's in these books has led him to this conclusion that the Jedi must end. Now, what does that mean? I've heard some theories. Is Luke going over to the dark side? That would be fucking awesome. Um, or will Ray and he create a new type of order? Because the, the Force has always existed, even before the Jedi, as this Book of Wills attributes or, or can testify to. So I'm sure there were Guardians that had Force abilities and all that other stuff to keep the peace. But um, there was also something in there, and I'd have to break it out again, to where it said, uh, like, light and dark and gray. And he, uh, Luke even says it's so much bigger than that. So he's actually quoting the Book of Wills. So I'm, I'm wondering, it, it all boils down to those books. So if you can find that, the History of the Jedi book, you'll get some better insight of it. But uh, again, cool trailer. Uh, of course, it's Star Wars, so I'm jacked, but it's kind of like, man, that's it. That's all I get. I mean, I couldn't have got, it's not Mjolnir getting shattered. You know what I mean? But it's Star Wars, and we're all excited, and we're going to gobble up everything they fucking feed us on this. And I just want to refer to my notes real fast make sure I didn't forget anything. Uh, Pose X-Wing... I think it's yeah, a temple right after Kyle destroys it. Yep. I pretty much covered it all. Um, yeah. So cool shit. I'm sure we're going to get more uh, this Christmas, man. So it's not really that fucking far away. So very, 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 very cool shit uh, on the way for us. And of course, big Sam and I will be doing meatheads for sure. Uh, he's on the men now, so he can get around a lot better. And that'll that'll uh, mean we'll be recording more, obviously. So tell me what you thought about the Jedi, the last Jedi trailer. Uh, what do you think the books were? Who do you think they were from? Uh, what's Luke mean? Bowie says it's time for the Jedi to end. Is he going to fucking end them, or is he like fuck it, I give up? So you know, uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff to still be explained from Force Awakens. I know they have two movies to do it. I was a pretty harsh critic on Force Awakens. I thought they could have did so much more. A movie needs to stand on its own. Yes, get us excited for the next two, but you can't leave plot holes and things unexplained for two years. It's just not cool. So now, some of those things you can, but when people start asking so many questions, you've left too much, and that's my point. I'm going to go sit. I'm going to go fucking throw my money at it. Um, I'll do whatever I can to get in there before my anniversary, or I'm sorry, uh, that week of Christmas. So, but anyway, uh, very, very cool trailer. Super stoked for it. And uh, I'm very curious to see what happens with with, uh, how they do Leia. Uh, They've already said they're not going to CGI her. They're going to use what they filmed. So that's good. She needs to be in it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how they write her out now. 
uh, with what they filmed. You know, that's going to kind of be the trick. So, uh, I don't know. Like I said, you tell me what you guys thought. Hit me up on Twitter or whatever and let me know what you think about my theories. Um, I'm going to do a little more research. I wanted to wait till I did the show first, and then I was going to go out and do research. Because I know there's some bigger Star Wars geeks than me, and uh, they've probably got a, a better a better hold on what they seen. So, I'm curious. I just didn't want it to tarnish what I was going to say to you. Now... This is the part of the show that I used to only do a show about, and that's my comic book reviews. Some very, very good stuff on the comic book shelves the last couple weeks. Some of this is new stuff, and if you've never been in a comic book shop before, I'm going to kind of tell you some things that you can go and check out that you might really like. The movies have, have created a new type of, of comic book fan. It's a comic book fan that doesn't know comics, which is kind of ironic in a way, but nonetheless, still cool. My job is to kind of hit the high points on books, maybe make you excited enough to go out and get the book yourself, and might you become a fucking comic book collector. I hope so. That's kind of one of my goals here on this show. One of the first books I'm going to give you is Guardians of the Galaxy 19. Now, the reason I picked up this book is... Um, the Guardians battle the Mad Titan Thanos, and it's a double sized edition. It's uh, has a bunch of great artists on it. They're all doing a few different pages. Uh, it's a very very cool. It's Brian Michael Bendis's last issue uh, where he writes the uh, the story and the dialogue. And this is what's so cool about it is. The characters, Rocket especially, and Star-Lord for that matter, sound just like the characters in the movies. So if you dig the movies, you're going to dig the comic books. Especially the stuff Bendis has has written. Uh, but they fight Thanos. Thanos has made a deal with Annihilus and the Brood Queen uh, to, we're going to take out Earth. We're going to take out Earth. It's always in the fucking way. We can take out the Earth and we can divide the galaxy up uh, amongst ourselves. Thanos is like, I'll help you, but I want Earth. And they're like, oh, come on, man. Let's just fucking get rid of it. And he's like, nope. Earth, I want it. It has beat me several times. It will be my tribute. It's my price of helping you. They reluctantly go through it. The Guardians are stranded on Earth. They have no spaceship. Uh, because of the events of Civil War Two, mind you, Civil War Two. So you've got several, several characters in here: Venom, Groot, Drax, Rocket, Captain Captain uh, Marvel. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautifully drawn book. It's got, like I said, several different great artists on it. It flows really well, and you really don't lose anything from art, artist to artist. Sometimes a new artist will get on a book, and it kind of totally changes the vibe and flow of the book because the art just doesn't match the writing style. This, with all these different artists, still kicks ass. There's great moments. There's funny moments. Angela, who is the daughter of Thor, and this is the first time I've heard her call herself the Odin daughter, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, she has a badass moment, uh, in this book. She kind of saves the day, honestly. And then, you know, you still got Gamora and it's just, it's so cool. I wish there was a little more of the fight between them and Thanos, but 
It's uh, you gotta get the book to see who wins. I won't tell you, but it's pretty cool. Captain Marvel introduces Rocket to a space junkyard on Earth, and he's like, "Holy fucking shit! Are you serious? How am I just not hearing about a space junkyard on Earth?" So Rocket, being who he is, you know, when he gets there, she's like, "Well, can you make something out of here?" And he goes, "It's more disgustingly beautiful than I thought it was." <laughs> And I can just hear Bradley Cooper's voice every time Rocket speaks, man. It's so cool. It whets my appetite for the fucking Guardians movie, so uh, which is one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. Uh, it's right up there in the top three or four for sure. So uh, excellent, excellent book, excellent issue. Pretty good. Not I wouldn't say jumping on point, but it's a pretty good ending point, and you're going to know what's going on. It's just a big fight with some bad badasses, some great artwork. So Guardians of the Galaxy 19, fantastic book. Uh, sorry to see Brian Michael Bendis go on it, but um, I'm sure they're going to, with the Guardians movie coming out, they're going to be putting some A-list talent on it. And when they do, I'll let you know right here. Now, my next book has been a love-hate relationship. Uh, it's DK3, The Master Race. This is book eight by Frank Miller, Brian Azariallo, and um, um, Andy Kubert. Andy Kubert is the artist, I believe. I got to get this right. Yes, Andy Kubert. Um, Azzarello, Brian Azzarello. Okay, is the writer. Um, this book has been love-hate. Uh, when it first started, the first couple issues really, really, really grabbed me. The third issue was one of the worst issues I read of all of 2016. It was fucking stupid. Uh, I felt like Kubert's art, it was rushed. Um, his art hasn't been good. On any of these issues. Now the last issue. Issue 7 was pretty good. Okay. But let, let me start by saying. This really isn't a Batman book. This is a Justice League book. Because you've got Wonder Woman. You've got Superman. You've got Superman's daughter. Um, you've got Carrie. Uh, Carrie Kelly. Which is the new Robin. You've got the Flash. You've got Green Arrow. I mean so. You've got all these Justice League characters. So it's really not a solely Batman book. And they actually killed him last issue. And that's the problem I have with they brought him back with the Lazarus Pit. Now, Dark Knight Returns is the story of old Batman. The old Batman. Dark Knight Returns is my favorite, one of my favorite comic books of all time. It got me back into reading comic books after I came back from college. So that book always has a place in my heart because of what it was. Now they've basically taken that character. Now Superman puts him in a Lazarus pit to save his life. Bruce comes out all young and virile again, all good looking, all jacked to the gills. And you're like, I didn't know how to feel about it. I felt like, man, you took away the very essence of this, of this comic book character by taking his, his oldness away, his, 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 his vulnerability so I didn't like that, but I'm glad to see Batman back in the book. This was basically a war between um, the Kandorians and Wonder Woman. The Kandorians go to get Superman's baby. He's not, the Wonder Woman's not having it. So it's an Amazon battle against Kandorians. And Kubert's art is the best that it's been on this book. It is beautifully drawn. It's brutal. It's everything you want out of the Amazons. They're so badass. Uh, there's a great, great uh, tribute to the old Batmobile in here. Uh, and it's just, it's, I mean, there's a scene. 
there's a scene where Wonder Woman is like walking back, I guess, into the the castle or wherever the fuck. You know, you see these big doors open up, and body parts are falling from the sky from the Amazons. They they were on like Pegasus horses, and they were just fucking up Kandorians. It was so dope. Uh, such such a good issue. It makes me just wish that you know the previous issues were up up to this. So um, it's been it, this is a this was a great book. The series has not been so great. So maybe they end on a high note. One more book left, book nine, and that'll be the end of it. But that's DK three, the Master Race. Um, you read it and you tell me what you thought about it. Maybe you are reading it. Maybe you think it's fucking the best shit ever and I'm a fucking idiot. Let me know. I would love to know what you liked about DK3. Maybe we agree, maybe we won't. Uh, if it's something cool and then we can, I can debate it, I'll, I'll even say it on air and give you a shout out. So, uh, and on that note, I want to show you this. Since we're talking about DK3, um, you probably can't see this very well, but that is a Jim Lee sketch cover for the last issue uh not not that issue this sketch cover specifically for this book and that's what i'm about to tell you about this is book oh i'm sorry this is book eight as well uh it's hardback as you can see it's it's fucking like smack you cross face with it and it fucking hurt um and it's they have these original sketch covers on them and they're so fucking cool um it's it's in black and white the inside is, it's just a very, it's, it's going to look beautiful when I get all of these, all nine of them, and it's going to sit up in, in, a, in a bookshelf somewhere. But it, they're beautiful. I love them, and I love this format. It's got bigger pages. Um, it's just a really cool, a, it'd be a great gift for somebody, but it's the DK3 Master Race uh, hard hardcover edition. So every edition has one. So those are very, very cool. They're 13 bucks. So it's a little expensive, but let's okay. Let's look at it. Let's look. Let's let's be uh, pragmatic about it and say six dollars for this. Okay, this is a prestige format though. It's got a beautiful cover, beautiful pages, and then you've got thirteen dollars for this same type of pages, but you get a cool cover and it's fucking hardback. So you know whatever. All right, uh, my next book is Detective Comics nine fifty four. Um, this is Raisha Ghoul. The whole storyline has been about Shiva taking over the League of Assassins. Where's Raisha Ghoul? Uh, Batman very seldom gets left in the dark ever. And no pun intended. But like he's usually figured things out. Raish basically kind of drops a bomb on him, something that he didn't realize was going on with the League of Assassins. Now, what was funny is. Batman had to trust Raish, and it ends up he ends up fucking himself. But Raish still kind of comes back because he's manipulating the Dark Knight into helping him get what he wants. Now I've heard some fans say they don't like the way Raish is portrayed, being scared of Shiva. Let me tell you, if you don't know who Shiva is, Shiva is the number one. This isn't like Marvel where it's a debate. She's the number one hand-to-hand fighter in the DC Universe. Shiva the Destroyer. Okay? She's the one that taught Batman hand-to-hand combat. Okay? Now, you say, I know people, I hear you screaming it over the, over the internets. I get it. Batman beats Shiva all the time. Yes, he has. But it's never been because of the hand-to-hand. 
Batman's always had an advantage. He's always cheated or something to have won. Now, I say cheated in the, in the most glowing of, of compliments because this, this isn't in, in, in a, a tournament, a UFC fight. It's fucking real life if, you know, we're talking about the reality of the comic book. You would cheat to fucking beat Shiva. Batman knows he can't beat her hand-to-hand, so he cheats. It's not a problem. That's what I would fucking do. So, um, a lot of people like Raish wouldn't be scared of Shiva. He, I think he should be because Raish is fucked up, and he was trying to manipulate Shiva and doing something that he wanted, and basically he let a monster out of the cage, and now he's trying to get back in the cage, and he needs Batman's help to do it. So, um, I've enjoyed this story. I love Batgirl, I think she's badass, and uh, or now they call her the Orphan, okay? Uh, but she's badass. She was trained by Shiva. That's kind of what started all this. They want her back, and she's got a great uh, moment at the end of this book that kind of leads us into 955, which uh, will be out next month. So, or no, I'm sorry, this is a bi-weekly book, so it'll be out next week. But um, it's a great book. If you like Batman, uh, it's got some classic characters in it. And it's been a pretty good story. So it's not the best Batman book on the market, but it's pretty fucking good. Okay, my pick of the week that came out this past Wednesday. Okay, this is Easter, so last Wednesday. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this book to come back. It's definitely going to be on my best of 2017 list so far. Okay, let's not jump the gun, but it is called Seven to Eternity. Okay, I know it's a really bad shot. I posted pics of these on my Instagram page, so if you want to see the full covers, check that out. But uh, Seven to Eternity is some of the most original heroes and villains that I've ever seen in a comic book. Uh, Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña. Jerome Opeña, in my estimation, is the number one artist working in comic books today. It is fucking amazing. Jerome Opeña's artwork. It's beautifully detailed. He draws great action scenes. He just has a way of developing characters uh, on, on the page that you're just, you're, you're mesmerized by. It's so, 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 so good. Now, Rick Remender, fantastic. One of my favorite writers of all time. Okay. Rick Remender, Greg Rucka, Jason Aaron, maybe not so much in that order, but they're, he's right there. Okay, Remender can get wordy. He likes to write a lot of fucking words. He should have been a novelist. But I know some people kind of bash, not bash this book, because this book gets great reviews, but they kind of said he's too wordy. He needs to be less wordy. Well, what I would say to that is I disagree. Uh, the, he was trying to tell a story. Now, you have to remember this book has been gone for several months. I believe the last issue was November of 2016. So this is kind of the first time it's come back. So it starts in the journal entry and, and Adam, um, Odeus shit. He's the fucking like main character. Huh? I fucking forget his name. Ostisus, Ostisus, Jeb Ostisus and Adam, Adam being the main guy, Jeb was his father. He was the disgraced knight of the mosaic. They fought the Whisper King. Okay, now, like this is a very, very in-depth book with very, very rich and colorful characters. So the review on this book that I'm going to give you is from this book. Um, they're on the run. They have the Mud King in custody. They're trying to get him somewhere. They run into the Mud King's daughter, 
which she's this, uh, I don't want to say Harley Quinn-like character, but like she's got this mask on that's kind of like a China doll, but you can see it's obviously a mask. She's got this blonde hair. Jerome Pena draws her just so well. And she has this bell, and she rings this bell and alters your reality. Okay, so our Mosaic Knights, what's left of the Mosaic Knights is trying to take this Whisper King to this wizard to break the spell. Okay, well, she is trying to break the Mud King out and she's altering our hero's realities. Well, they're trying to fight through it to defeat her. I won't tell you if they do or not, but it's really, really cool. And that's what's so awesome about this book is you've got these new heroes and they had this these power sets that are so strange and odd. It's so cool. The Whisper King is like one of the most original villains I've ever heard of. And his ability is he can tell your innermost desire and he can grant it to you. But in, in return, he basically controls you. He controls your eyes, your ears, and he can control what you do. But now you'll get your heart's desire, but it's going to cost you. He's enthralled this whole world and if he's killed, everybody under his enthrallment will die as well. So they're trying to break that enthrallment with magic, and then they're going to fucking take care of the Mud King. It's a long way to get to this wizard. Well, after they have their little battle, we see that they're, they're forced to make a decision on which direction to go. Adam, who is the son of the disgraced Mosaic Knight, has an idea, and you can tell now he's starting to come into his own. And Remender was wordy, but I felt like he had to be. To we we're finally getting to dive into Adam's psyche, figure out what he feels and thinks. We learned some insecurities about Adam that he's had that I don't think he even allowed himself to think until this this issue, where some of the knights, even though a lot of them don't like him. Because they feel like he's a lot like his father and a traitor. Some of them are like, dude, your dad is an inspiration to me. Because he fought the Mud King first. He was the first one to fight the Mud King. So, and that meant the world to Adam. He didn't even really know how much until he heard it for the first time. So, very, very cool stuff, man. Uh, my Blazing Defender pick of the week, 7 to Eternity, if you haven't gotten the rest of the issues, you need to go get them. But I got some bad news for you. Number one is already going over $100 as of right now. If it's CDC graded, it's $200, if not $300. So, you know, good luck with that. Get a reprint. Get the trade paperback. It's a lot cheaper. Fan-fucking-tastic story. You're going to love it. It's not your typical capes and superheroes type deal. There's magic. Um, not a whole lot of science yet. So I'm kind of waiting to see where that, but there is a robot. So there is some science. There you go. He's got a little bit of everything. Remender Opeña, killer, killer fucking combo, man. Check that book out. Let me know if you're reading Seven to Eternity. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you fucking hate it. I don't care. Um, let me know. Love to hear your, your thoughts on it. And if there's another book that you're reading that I'm not, drop me a line and I'm going to have a segment at the end of my show where it's going to be a viewer's pick. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the viewer's pick of the week. You can give me a little review. I'll read it on the air. And uh, shit, who knows? Maybe you'll start your own fucking podcast and be a lot better than this one. But with that, guys, hey, 
What did I tell you? I didn't fucking kill anybody. Nobody died on Facebook Live on my shit. So I hope uh, Cleveland finds this fucking guy. Oh, shit. I thought I fucking seen something come out of the fucking corner of my eyes. Scared you. I think I just shit myself. But uh, no, really. Um, guys, it's crazy out there. Keep your head on a fucking swivel. Love each other. Go buy some fucking comic books. Go watch some fucking trailers. Go to the fucking movies. Enjoy your life. Have a happy, happy fucking Easter. I know it's probably anti-Semitic and anti-Christian all that other shit to say it like that. So just happy Easter. Uh, that was even hard for me to say. But um, I hope you enjoyed your time with your family. They're everything. They should be everything to you. Like I said, love each other, guys. I know I'm getting repetitive now. I digress literally at the end of every show. But with that, that's it for the rapport. And with no further ado, peace out. Thanks, guys, for watching. Oh, and listen.